0: welcome on back to breathing new life podcast exploring and rediscovering new metal past present and future i'm one of your hosts tom
1: and i'm the other host jeremy
0: and we're kind of working on some episodes with some simpler topics some more casual talk here you know actually jeremy i'm gonna give it to you right away you can start off with our first topic here
1: yeah sure thing because uh i'm just really just kind of just blown away about how quick time has passed us and how some of our you know favorite bands or bands that we've known from back in the day they're reaching like 20th anniversaries now 25 anniversaries of these albums it's like holy crap dude it's it's making me feel old every time i see like another one and another one and so i came across head pe broke which uh you know old school head PE stuff big fan of and i was like yeah you know and i was actually talking to you earlier about it uh you know when we're figuring out about topics for this episode i was like yeah well Head P.E. Broke, it's their 20th anniversary. Well, whoops, uh, I guess my mind's getting away from me, old brain. <laughs> but uh, turns out it's their 22nd anniversary. But I just thought since, you know, we've only kind of scratched the surface with Head P.E., I thought it'd be a, just a good band to talk about um, as I would say that they're a classic staple in the genre. So, yeah, with Head P.E. Broke came out in August 22nd of 2000, so just 22 years ago. I just, I've always liked these guys. Um, it's good, like, you know, like, like the like, uh, hard, heavy uh, hip-hop influence uh, with a little bit of, I don't know, like, aggressiveness with, I don't know, like, like kind of like, like street a little bit. And I really got into their first album, and then when Bro came out, I was like, man, this is just awesome. Of course, you know, Bartender was the single that kind of blew up for them and got them big on, you know, MTV, radio play, and all of that. So yeah, I just think it it was a great album. I think it was one that is probably a favorite amongst a lot of, you know, old school new metal people. Did you ever listen to like the older albums only, you know, like like the self-titled or or broke from Head PE? You ever get into those guys?
0: So when it comes to Head PE, they were a band I was always like fully aware of all this time, obviously, but never truly fully into at the same time but they have a couple of songs yeah like i do listen to and and enjoy whatnot and like my first exposure was to the song serpent boy and i think that was on uh you know i know i kind of mixed this up before but i'm pretty sure that this one was actually on that corn's Uh, family value, extra value CD. I'm almost certain of that That this time, like 99.99% certain this time. Uh But yeah, like the Serpent Boy, I really actually do like that song. Like, you know, when you talked about bringing up Head PE for this episode, I I went back and I actually listened to Broke all the way through. Um, But I also like listened to Serpent Boy and I like, like, I love that song. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to like pretty much a lot of other things, then with Head PE, they're kind of more background band for me. Not a band that I have any like, you know, real issues with, like or anything like that. It's just they were this a band that never was as much in the forefront for my personal taste. You know, there's yeah. the,
1: go on. Oh no, my my bad. I cut you off. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> I was just going to say, so like they've they've always been there for me, or you know, to me, like, you know, as a f- fan of the genre and everything like that. And they've been around. They're you know still around, and obviously you're going to bring up their their tour later on they they just always been kind of looking at these like nonstop uh, bands, even though their popularity has obviously waned over the years, but they have a really dedicated fan base and they have a lot of crossover fan base with say like the juggalos and all that stuff, uh, mm-hmm. you know, ICP fans and all that stuff. So that's, you know, always pretty awesome. One thing I kind of can say about what I liked, especially about the earlier head PE was like you talked about, you know, their their Aggressive, and whatnot. They kind of like was that underground rap slash kind of like hardcore punk crossover. Like, mm-hmm. they really brought it. Uh, you know, those both of those styles together, pretty hard. You know, pretty hard and heavy with that stuff. But like, I really like Superboy because I think Superboy, that song really actually goes pretty hard. As far as it comes to like songs, I'm broke. You know, I I could take it or leave it in a lot of ways. Like, was anything I really. Had a huge issue with any, or had a the only song that I kind of say or have any issues with, or you know, concern. I don't know what you want to say. Just that there was um a song where they use the N word a lot, which is like not something you really think or hear about when it comes to a. Basically, Head PE is like a rock band and not really like a rap group. You know, whatever they're they're really more of a rock band. You know, being new metal and all that stuff. So you don't really mm-hmm. hear a band actually using that word in their song so prominently. But yeah, I forgot which song, which track it is on Hippie E that, that that's the case. But I mean, they're not the, they're not the only band that, that did that. I mean, like, I think Cypress Hill, like, has one of their songs on the Bones CD that was, you know, where they had the Skull and Bones double album, which was right. like, they had a rap, like a regular rap genre album. Uh, part of it, a disc, you know, and then the other disc was one where it's like more new metal rap and rock, mi- you know, mix, but they would have that on there. But it's like it's like more you would expect that from Cypress Hill because they've always been known as a rap group versus head P.E., basically a rock group. And but they even though they have all that, you know, rap and hip hop influence and styles in their songs, it's still something where you think about rock. It's like a rock band doing that. It's it's not I'm really trying to find the right ways to put this. It's just not come to be expected to be heard from any bands of that genre, I guess. makes sense?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I guess with them, like, it always seemed like, especially with um, MCUD, he's just kind of come across as like this bad boy. It was like that whole attitude, like, I just don't give a fuck. And, I mean, I'm pretty sure he says I don't give a fuck at least a couple times on Broke. But um, real quick to get back to, uh, you mentioned Juggalos and ICP. So, um, my very first time that I actually ever heard of Head PE was even before they started getting really big. Um, my brother, which I have no idea to this day why, was really into ICP, and I always just thought it was just funny, because I'm like, wow, like, yeah, their songs are kind of like weird and funny and everything, but I'm like, you really like these guys? He's like, oh, yeah. So, he had like the Great Malenko, and what was there, like another, like, like the, some kind of the clowns box. I don't know. Like I, I didn't listen. Oh to ICP. yeah, there was a uh,
0: like a Joker box or something like. Or like Joker that.
1: box. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And I had a couple friends in high school that got into it. Me, I'm just like, I can't take this stuff like all that serious, man. But anyway, we were like on this um, ski train. It was uh, like a Christmas vacation or something. My brother's like, Hey man, there's this hidden track on this ICP record. You or you know you want to listen to it? I'm like, Nah, probably not. He's like, No, no, no. It's more up your alley. I think you'll like it. I'm like, well, what's the name of the band? He's like, they're named Head, and it was interesting because it was at the end, and I could not tell you what ICP album it was. But sure enough, he gives it to me, and some ladies on there, she's like, "Are you ready for some Head?" And the first song that they played was, um, let's see, what which one was it? It was Serpent Boy, actually. Yeah, and and it immediately grabbed me, and I'm like, whoa. And i'm listening to it and, and like it was just like a snippet of serpent boy and then also track five on their tired to sleep um in parentheses tos is how they have it on the track listing where it's got like that real like chill like baseline just you know very like you know you can just bounce your head to it it's just like really cool and and i just remember after listening to that i'm like wow matt like that actually didn't suck because like i was expecting something similar aligned to like icp and i'm like i'm gonna hate this i'm gonna hate this and I was like, wow, I really need to go find these guys. And so I remember I mean, now, mind you, this is probably what, 1999, 2000 or something. And I'm trying to find on the internet, Head, this band called Head, and I couldn't find it. And then somehow I stumbled across the fact that they were called Head P.E. And then, you know, just rushed out to Best Buy, like, you know, what it used to do all the back in the day. Like, you want to get a new CD, bought it. And uh, yeah, man, I got hooked from there. And then, of course, like when Broke came out, you know, they had Bartender, their main hit. Really enjoyed that. Um, it, yeah, but you know, going back to like, I, I just think that really they even kind of stepped it up a little bit more on Broke, just to be like as abrasive and just controversial as possible. I mean, all I mean, if if you listen to the topics on Broke, it's about smoking up, drinking, fucking, and um, just. Just being crazy, really. I mean, like, and, and, you know, as a, as a young kid, you're just kind of like, it, it's almost like, like a, like a party album in a way, you know, you're just like, fuck yeah, whatever. So I don't know, like, that, that's the way that, like, whenever I hear broke, and I listened to it too this, this weekend, you know, just to kind of revisit. And I'm like, wow, man. It's like, if you listen to some of the lyrics, <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's definitely going for that bad boy image there.
0: Yeah. Head PE has some rather, how do I even put this? I, I, controversial is not even the right word, I would say, but not so tasteful lyrics, obviously. Like, I mean, like, he even actually makes references to, uh, honestly, like having sex with underage girls and stuff like that. I'm just like, it's like, whoa, you know, like in today's, you know, climate of, 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 of things like of those kinds of, uh, topics <clears throat> that would not go over well at all. But, you know, right. It's one of those things that they, it, it kind of, you know, flew into the radar there at that point just because they weren't that well-known and people didn't dig deep that dig that deep into them you know
1: yeah and and that song you're talking about with the uh the underage girl that might have been crazy legs which i have to admit that's probably one of my favorite tracks on that album and i'll never forget i was still in college and uh, living at my parents house at the time and i bought the cd and i got in my room and i was cranking it and i played crazy legs and my mom heard it and boy was she pissed (laughs) because like i don't know like and and if anybody doesn't know like that song like go listen to it and just imagine if you're 20 years old still living at your parents and you got that full blast and uh yeah let me know what or you know try to think of what your mom's reaction would be to it (laughs) i was like oh shit but uh yeah no it's cool though like like with the album i mean they also have surge and morgan you know surge from system of the down morgan on on that track feel good which i thought was like a nice cool touch just uh, to me it was a pretty solid album i mean the the first i mean shoot the first five tracks you know one through five you know picks up really good that pack bell like that weird it's kind of like a strange song in the middle of the album but you know also like boom how you like that like i think that's a, a i don't think that's been in any soundtracks but like that's that might have been like in a video game or something but that, that's that been you know fairly popular swan dive but um and then surprisingly their their last track which is like a little bit more chill which i i actually like too it's another one of my favorite songs uh the meadow i don't know about out in wisconsin but in colorado that actually got um radio play which i was shocked i was like wow you know so they had bartender and then uh the meadow which i was like i i did not see that coming because they were still kind of one of those bands to where some people kind of know, but not really. And they, you know, outside of bartender, they didn't really get a ton of airplay. So.
0: No, I'd say bartender blackout were probably their two of their biggest, right. Like hits. And I really can't say anything else really broke through for them. Otherwise.
1: No, nah, man. Like I, I still, you know, even listening to it decades later, as far as like, you know, I've listened to songs here and there, but I'm saying just to like really listen to like the whole album. It's, it's been a minute. This is what time does really. But uh it I still enjoyed it as much as I did before, you know. And uh fortunately with uh both Unsaid and um not Stark, excuse me, I almost said Stark, uh, <laughs> Unsaid and New Era, we uh, got to play shows and open up for those guys. I never really got to like talk to them like after the set or anything or hang out, but um it was they were definitely like one of those bands that I A wanted to see and B, you know, wanted to at least be on a show with. So that was that was pretty cool. And uh and you're right, though, like they are definitely like one of like those old school warriors as far as like they're always on tour. They're coming up with new albums. I mean, they just they keep pushing and pushing. Now, granted, there's a lot of member changes and, you know, there's only really one main guy. And I think we all know who that is. But, you know.
0: Yeah, Jared's pretty much the only one really hanging around, it, you know, obviously right. for his band. But I mean, otherwise, uh, that the legacy of Head P.E. is still there.
1: Yeah, and, 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 you know, mad credit to them. Like, that's that's really awesome that, you know, here we are two, you know, two decades later. Or probably, you know, for them when they first started, I mean, we're almost pushing three decades here. And they're still doing it, still going strong. So, And in the event that you're happen to listen to this and you have no idea who Head PE is, definitely check out their self-titled that came out in 97. Check out Broke. Blackout's decent, but in my personal opinion, that's when it started to kind of, I don't know, like... From that point going forward, there's some songs I liked, some I was just like kind of just okay with. It just, I don't know, like they started to kind of lose a little bit of like that edge a little bit in, I mean, their sound would always evolve. And and of course you got to get credit to artists that do that, but it's really those first two albums that grab me and and I still enjoy today. So, but yeah, I just wanted to touch up on uh, Head P, one of like those old school bands from 20 years ago.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I actually would say, I did remember seeing them uh, way back in the day. They were on the first Tattoo of the Earth tour. Yep. They, they were at the rave. I remember I actually did get to see some of their set that day. And uh, I just remember then, like, they were, you know, calling out like Seven Dust, you know, as part of their friends or whatever, and all that stuff that they were cool with and everything. They were, they, Seven Dust was also on that Tattoo of the Earth tour as well. Yeah, kind of- I, I wanna say there was something else I wanted to bring up about them. Oh, yeah, you know what? I just remember something kind of silly about them. I remember like reading an uh, an article about them way back in the day. And they said that like they were their their name, the band name itself, head PE, was like kinda of like game too game poked too much up. Uh, they kind of said that their the name was getting too much. God, I can't think... God, I'm trying to put the right words on.
1: Fun poked at, or...?
0: Yeah, yeah. Basically, they were saying that their band name was getting made fun of for too much because it's, like, head P.E., and people are saying, like, head P, you know? Head, you know, pissing with urination, whatever you want to say. (laughs) Right, head peeing. And then they, like, like made the P.E., like much like, actually stand for two words, and I think it was something called, like, planetary evolution or something like that. Like, I remember my brother actually had that shirt that said had pl- planetary evolution on it
1: yeah i was say there's another time it was planet earth and then one like before then it, it's weird I, I think that the pe is taken on different acronyms or, or you know it stood for different things at, at points in time but yeah planet earth i knew for a while planetary evolution um that's the other thing too like as far as planets and everything He is really, at least back in the day, he was into like, you know, 2012 is, I guess, when the aliens came down, which obviously that did not happen, at least not that I remember. (laughs) But he was and that's crazy, too, because there was a time where he was playing Earth Day Birthday. I think that's when um, unsaid we were playing that same day long festival and we went on later. They, They went on a little bit earlier. And in between a song, he must have gone on for like four or five minutes about like everything, like aliens, smoking weed, politics. And, and it was funny because like my parents were in town because they wanted to like check it out and, and see my band play and everything. And my dad's like, Christ, is he done yet? <laughs> it was just it was just kind of funny because it's like, you know, like, like they're rocking. They even had like a half pipe and they had like these guys skating on stage and stuff. It was really cool. And, and they just took like this long break and just started going off on like, like also like conspiracy theories, it was pretty wild. But oh, like, oh god, yeah.
0: yeah, he's very he's very big into those conspiracy theories. Sadly, like yeah. I, I guess I say sadly.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, which is all well and good, but and and like you know, you want to drop a few like little nuggets of you know what your your opinions or knowledge or whatever. That's cool. But seriously, man, it was like four or five minutes. I'm like, okay, like this is even in your set time, bro. Like, don't you want to play the next song? But still, it's definitely another band that. You know next time that they come around definitely want to check them out but speaking of which they are going on tour as a matter of fact today we're recording it's august 30th they're on the road starting tomorrow with special guests redefined these are our boys that uh we interviewed and in, what in the earlier episodes uh they're going to be hitting up pretty much a, a mostly the midwest um and then they reach out as east as far as virginia north carolina south carolina So, but uh, it's called the Last Chance Tour, it's Head PE. Again, Redefined is on tour tour with those guys, so if you're around, check them out. Actually go to the Redefined Facebook page or Head PE Facebook page, or just Google them, and just Google Last Chance Tour, and you'll see if they're in a town close to you or wherever you live, Uh, but yeah, definitely check that out. Now, keep it in the whole spirit of, you know, anniversaries of albums and everything. two days ago it was 21 years ago so that was 22 years ago for a head P broke 21 years ago two years ago was Slipknot's Iowa album which to me was like when you heard the self-titled you're like man this is frantic it's chaotic it's insane it's heavy this is I've never really heard anything quite like this because like there's nine freaking guys in the bands and just like got drums here and steel drums and someone screaming in the background. And, you know, it's like, it was just, wow, what the hell is this? And then Iowa comes out and it's just like, they kind of turned the brutal dial up just a little bit more. And and to me, like it was an album I really, really dug, which is interesting though. It's like talking to a lot of friends of mine that are into metal, new metal. It was somewhat of a divisive album, not so much. I, I think it's just And I mean that when you're asking, hey, did you like the album a lot or did you like it at all? I've kind of had some that kind of teeter on both sides. Some really like it. Some thought like, nah, man, like the the self-titled, you can't touch it. Iola just it just wasn't as good. Now, I I think the production was was slicked up a little bit and it it kind of lacked a little bit of that rawness. And I know that that's the kind of stuff that that you gravitate towards a lot, Tom, but like, what were your thoughts on, on Iowa, you know, as far as the production and it was, it was still slipknot, but I don't know. It was just, it was slightly different. I I think they had like less of the DJ effect, you know, like, like with, with the samples, less of like the rapish. It was just more kind of gearing towards just metal. So uh, what what do you think about Iowa? Uh,
0: When it came to Iowa, I was actually kind of upset at first uh, because I felt like Slipknot was one of those bands where they carved their place out in the world with that first album. But I thought they probably didn't feel like they were respected enough for their sound. So they wanted to do a more heavier, straight kind of straighter, heavier metal album. And they wanted to be more brutal and be more tough guy metal type shit. And I kind of was disappointed when I heard it because it was just like. Well, oh, we're just gonna make uh, an album that's just gonna be all a lot more noise and all that stuff. We're not gonna try and be anything like we were with that first album because that first album, you know, whatever people thought they were like, you know, a joke or whatever, and they wanted to be more taken more seriously, metal wise somehow. Mm-hmm. That's how I thought that they were trying to approach it, but I guess um, the real issue was it was it was all fucking drugs, you know. <laughs> they they were just really <laughs> fucked up, and they that's how everything ended up on. On tape, there. It's just they were that fucked up. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I, looking back, I have a lot more appreciation for Iowa than I did when I was younger. But like I said, I was kind of in the mindset of just like these bands were trying to be heavier and not try to, you know, be, you know, considered soft in some way. Mm -hmm. And that's what I thought Slepton was going for. I don't know. I mean, Iowa is one of those albums where I probably listened to it probably the least. Out of all Slipknot that I really regularly lis- listen to, it's it's actually overall a pretty good album. When I take myself outside of the mindset that these guys were trying to, they'll be more brutal, but they were just actually just kind of making the the sound, the album that they were in the mindset to make at the time. Instead, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's something that I can actually appreciate more than I did when I was younger.
1: Yeah, and 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 it does have a little bit more of like a. Darker tone or feel to it. But then if you read all the articles and, and and you know see interviews when several guys of the band speak to this album, they were just saying that basically the high that they had off of that initial debut album and, and the touring, they kind of, you know, things started kind of going south in, in certain ways, whether it would be within the band or their own personal lives. I don't know. Like in some of the songs, like you can just kind of like get that feeling. I, I don't know. But then again, it's just like I like. It was just heavy and dark and i don't know i just i i did like that a lot of i mean and also too i mean decent uh you know i would say hits uh they had you know started out with left behind they also had my plague which was on the resident evil soundtrack uh that's Mm -hmm. a great tune and then heretic anthem that was my favorite um i i just i i i just i can't believe that you know, like they're on Conan O'Brien. I just—it was just weird. But then I guess they played Conan O'Brien. I—I I think during their their self-titled album too, they played uh, "Wait and Bleed," I believe. But it's just so funny because you know, here you have this guy—he's in a suit and he's—you know—making these corny jokes, and it's probably for an audience typically of nine
0: fucking guys in jumpsuits. Yeah. Yeah. Jumpsuits yeah. Jumpsuits and, and it, masks on Conan O'Brien.
1: Yeah, and so of course, like he's got this—you know—like the DJ got like you know, Sid's got. um Got, a like, a skull on it, and, you know, they're all, they just look, they, they look evil as shit, and just heavy as fuck, and, oh, God, I loved it, man. Like, that's still, I'm not gonna lie, they're, every once in a while, I'm just like, I wanna check out that video again, and I'll go on YouTube and just watch the Conan O'Brien, where they're playing Heretic Anthem, and they just go off, dude. ah oh, love it. It's one of my favorite, um late night performances i guess <laughs> it's i mean you know compared to what they normally would have i mean god i i'm, I'm curious to know who who they'd have the night before it's like <laughs> it's like we got cheryl crow and we have jewel and tomorrow we'll have slipknot <laughs> it's like okay <laughs> so but yeah i think that was a great great moment in new metal is uh definitely having those guys watching those guys on a uh, conan o'brien i thoroughly enjoyed it it's very very cool but, you know, and then speaking in regards to, to Slipknot, um, this album is actually 20 years old. Um, as of a couple of days ago, Slipknot's cousin Stone Sour, because he had two of the members, they got in there. and I, I think that you would probably be able to lump the initial Stone Sour album into like the new metal category. I wouldn't say it's fully new metal, but it definitely had a couple of those songs that you know it would definitely fall within the genre. Obviously, as their subsequent albums came out. bit more towards just you know hard rock or just rock you know that like active rock if you will but i thought it was a decent album and i just was really surprised the very first time i heard bother i knew that Corey taylor could could sing you can tell from um the self-titled in iowa like there are parts where like you know he's got singing choruses but when i heard bother i was like wow it was just a side i never expected to hear from him and uh, but then like they also had a song called Get Inside that kind of had balls to it, too. I'm like, oh, OK, there's the Corey Taylor I know. So and 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 that was that was nice about that album where it had a little bit where he showcased a little bit more of his melodic side. And, you know, they try different things because obviously they're not Slipknot, they're Stone Sour, um, but they still had some some tracks on there that kind of had some balls to it. So I I still do enjoy that that initial Stone Sour album. But of course, I know that. Again, that's another thing that's divisive. There's some people that can't stand Stone Sour. Some of them, I believe, they think like, well, you know, Corey spent too much time on Stone Stone Sour, and that's why like all the later you know Slipknot albums got too melodic. It's all because of that. And, you know, they let him do that, and he couldn't just stick with Slipknot and blah blah blah. blah. And I don't know. I'm just like the, I just think the dude's a good singer and he makes good music, man. So what? But yeah, so I, I'm not sure if you're in that camp or not, but. I, I did like, well, I still do like both bands. Um, obviously with Stone Sour, just like the earlier stuff. Later as they went on, it was like, okay, this is radio rock, whatever. But
0: Yeah, Stone Sour was, um, when I first heard it, I heard Bother. And I believe that was like on like a Spider-Man soundtrack as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess my big fear with Stone Sour was that because they were like a more radio-friendly sound, Effort, you know, when I first heard them, they were more radio-friendly sound that it would take away from Slipknot and like Slipknot would be, you know, broken up or whatever, so that they could focus on Stone Sour and make more hits with Stone Sour instead of Slipknot. You know that you know Slipknot as a band would you know fall to the wayside basically. Right. And luckily, that's not the case, and and also on top of that, like Stone Sour is basically on an indefinite hiatus due to like you know, internal members, conflicts, and all that stuff. So, you know, don't really have to, you know, think too much about that. But, yeah, that's definitely the, that's definitely my my take on on Stone Sour. I'm really not that big of a Stone Sour fan, not really too many songs that I've really listened to, gravitated to for any reason. So, yeah, Stone Sour is Stone Sour. You know, I would, I'd rather listen to most slipknot songs and anything from stone sour the only other thing i can say is that fucking um god i can't think of this song um there's a song on i think it's on subliminal verses mm-hmm. it's a really soft sto- soft song and i can't Vermillion? think of some of the lyrics but no not vermilion um maybe it's on a later album but uh it's like a really
1: are you are you talking about uh from all hope is gone the last track um Maybe it is. Yeah, which I actually like that song a lot.
0: <laughs> it's a really soft song. It talks yeah. about something about um, press. I still press your letters to my lips.
1: Yes, that's a song. Yeah, and and, and I'm, ah, oh, I'm drawing a
0: blank. I'm actually looking it up by the lyrics. Snuff. That's it. Snuff. Snuff. Like, I knew it's yes. a really. It's like one of those songs where like I'm like, okay, this is a stupid soft song. Like, why is this on a <laughs> Slipknot album? Like, you could have sung this on on Stone Sour instead. And that's how I felt about about snuffing. You're not the only one. Okay. That's good. I'm, I'm glad. Like, I you know what? I don't even hate that song. I just don't like its association with slim. Not, I guess like, especially right. because it was also released as a single as well. And I didn't think it was, it was something worth releasing as a single for any reason. I don't think it really fit. I don't really think it fit the, the, the point that something was at with their music either. Like it just didn't really like fit. To, to release the right. song. Like I don't actually don't even care that much about it being on the album as much as the fact that I had to hear it all the time when it was, because it was released as a single and all that. Yeah. You know, that and like dead memories. I, dead memories is one thing, but snuff is definitely a song that I really didn't care for hearing at all the time.
1: Oh no. <laughs> but again, like I said, I'm pretty sure at least within my circle of friends or people that I've talked, you know, talk shop with, um i'm definitely in the minority so and and i'm fully aware of that but yeah <laughs> and, and and i mean and everything fine. that you're saying everything that you're saying is is what i've heard from for most of the people i've talked to like when it comes to slipknot and stone sour but don't get it twisted i'm definitely way more slipknot fan than, than stone sour i like stone sour i love slipknot so i just yeah. want to make that very very clear like basically it's like you can only listen to one you know for the rest of your life which one you got to ditch the other all right, well, you know, it was fun listening to Stone Sour, but now I'm gonna stick with my Slipknot for sure. So
0: uh, as long as we don't have to talk about CMFT, I don't really give a shit, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, <so sighs> just just want to make sure everybody knows. All right, so I don't get slaughtered for that. But
0: so uh, you'll uh, be fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, so there was some interesting news. I, I just thought it was kind of noteworthy because. Um, Evanescence is now in the news, which is very surprising. Supposedly, their hit song, Bring Me to Life, is currently number one on iTunes, and it sits higher now than Nicki Minaj's new single, Super Freaky Girl, which I've never heard of, never will. But to beat somebody like Nicki Minaj out on a top 10 iTunes list, you got to get a lot of listens for that, and that's really surprising.
0: And being over 20 years old also. That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. And and it's number one, or, you know, I don't know if it's dropped since since then. I mean, this is probably, I, I saw this about a week ago, maybe. So maybe it's mm-hmm. knocked down a peg or two. But, you know, within a week or so ago, it was also number one on the Billboard number, Hot uh, 100 chart. And, you know, it's just kind of crazy because when you think about old songs that all of a sudden have certain relevance, what do you think that, would help them get to there. Usually what it's it's in a movie, it's in a TV show that's super popular. I mean, one that we can obviously relate to right now was Metallica's Master of Puppets on Stranger Things. Now, people are like they're like, "Wow, have you heard this new band called Metallica? They're really good." It's like they've been good forever. Like, "Where the hell have you been?" you know? So so that's what I was just trying to think of. I was like, "How in the hell is this song like like you're saying 20 years old, how is this popular again?" And so, like, I was reading some articles, and, and there are some speculations that maybe um, because Evanescence is on tour with corn right now. So I was like, okay, that could possibly be it. And then apparently there's this app called Hurdle. Have you ever heard of it? It's like the word heard, like you heard something. Hurdle. Have you ever heard of that? Honestly, no. No, I've never heard of it, too. Yeah. So apparently there's this app called Hurdle, but I guess... There was like a evanescence question and answer, I guess. I don't know if it's like a trivia or if if you listen to the song, you got to answer it. But people are saying like, well, maybe got popular off of that. No one can really, from what I've read and try to to seek out, no one can really explain why. You know, there's also the thing where now TikTok's a big deal and people like to dance to songs or do their clips to music. And perhaps maybe there's some Evanescence. Maybe maybe it's just like a hot trend. You know how things I guess go viral. But I just I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting. I'm like, man, that was totally out of blue. Like, where did where did this come from? I mean, even with Evanescence being on tour with Corn, like
0: they've it just doesn't really make much sense.
1: Right. They they and, and they've done stuff together. And I I'm I'm pretty sure if they didn't tour together, they've. I mean, like Amy Lee has done stuff with Jonathan Davis on the acoustic MTV unplugged. Exactly. Yeah, I just thought it was just something interesting to talk about on this episode because I was like, wow, that is the most randomness thing, like, ever. Yeah, I just uh, – so we'll see how long it sticks around. I just – I I thought that was kind of cool.
0: Interesting. I don't know, I mean, dude. Maybe it's, like, Russian bots or something like that. Who fucking knows? It's it's all bots yeah. taking over and, and, and influencing us somehow. Right. I don't fucking know.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, like, there's also – I mean, well – If you remember, and and I'm totally, okay, here comes like a conspiracy theory, and I'm just pulling this literally out of my ass right now, but like, you remember when all those guys decided like, hey, let's buy a shit ton of stock in in GameStop and just fuck Mm -hmm. everybody else in the stock market? Meme stocks, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, which I I thought was hilarious, but like, maybe someone's like, hey, let's just get everybody to just start streaming this song and play the shit out of this song on iTunes. I, I don't know. It's like, maybe that's, maybe just because, like. It's a fun trend for some people. I don't know. I it just it, it's really weird, but
0: Yeah, it's just a joke. It's just a a troll type move, you know, for some reason, but Yeah, right? Who knows, who knows? It's got to be.
1: Yeah, it's got to be, man. It's crazy. But yeah, I just I, I wanted to bring that up cuz it was just very uh interesting to me. Uh but what's even more interesting is there's a band and they actually uh, I just saw that they gave us like horns up or a love or a like on Instagram, which is cool, but um
0: Dude. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I follow them on on Instagram, and they've been following us back, and they've actually uh, have been pretty active with our posts here. Yeah, I want you freaking lead it into telling us who this band is that we're talking about.
1: Yeah, the band is called Steppa, S T E P A, and this is another one like our boys in Element Eighty. These guys are back. Um, I just saw not too long ago that they are in fact writing a new album. It's their first. It's going to be like their first release in twenty years. Uh, there's already some clips that they've put on instagram online you can check those out real short little tidbits little snippets little tastes of you know what what you guys can get from these guys really stoked about it the news broke out on the it's a website called the prp again 20 years removed from their 2002 self-titled album Uh, they don't have a release date yet uh, but like I said they did share some clips. You can go check that out actually on the prp.com just you know do prp.com Steppa and and check it out. But for those who don't know about Steppa, they to me it's just they were such a good new metal band in in every facet. I mean they they had you know they had DJ, they had the low down tune guitars. They had a singer that can sing and scream. It it, it kind of puts you a little bit in the mindset of like if you had a blender and you put in like switched and twin method, a little bit of reveille, a little bit of Darwin's waiting room, hell, I'll even say like you know scrape and from zero, like if, you know like it's kind of a, a along those lines of that type of new metal. um, I would say it's it's melodic, it's heavy, um, it's got good bounce to it, and and their their only really release that they had that they came out in 2002 is is really solid, really. Like these guys, and just can't wait to see what they're going to come out with. Um, how long, like, when did you first hear about Steppa?
0: Oh, god, I can't remember. Like, I remember hearing them way back in the day here and there, but they're one of those bands that once again just kept popping up when I started rediscovering New Metal back in like 2010 ish or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I've had a, I have a lot of appreciation for them. Uh, listened to some of their songs earlier today and just reminded me about like. You talked about, like, Stepa, you know, like, a blender. To me, they're more like, like, all those elements are more like a salad, I guess, because...
1: Sure.
0: There sounds, like, what that might be, you see as some kind of, like, a derivative, or what do you want to say, from other bands, you know, they kind of stand, stand out, but it all, like, just still comes together inside the song, like, but you'll hear a corn-type sound, you'll hear a like early Limp Bizkit type sound Mm -hmm. and that, but in the kind of have that and bring it all together under like one plate for you, you know, all your, all your sides and everything like that. And your main dish all together on one plate for you. And that's that step up for you. And like, really one of the things that truly stands out for me is like how he does sing, especially during most of the choruses, that is Mm -hmm. like the more signature step of sound and like a lot of other elements kind of seem like they come from other places and they just put it together for themselves. I'm not saying they're being unoriginal or anything like that. I'm just saying that when you listen to it, that's kind of what, or when I listen to it, I should say, I get out of it personally, but that doesn't make it a bad thing because they really do it their own way still. And it, and they make good music doing it too. It, It is awesome songs and sounds like that. and, I wanted to ask you, like, if you get this out of their musicals, it like, seems like they are actually like most of their, you know, songs have a lot more of a positive vibe to them and not really like angry, aggression or anything like that. Even on the heavier stuff is, is a little bit more positive, I guess, at mm-hmm. least for what I'm listening to. Like, how do you think when you think of some of, the, some of their songs like that?
1: Yeah, I I think you described it perfectly. It's it's definitely when you listen to him, you can immediately say, okay, I've heard this sound or I've heard this reminds me of other bands. And having their vocalists with his, you know, approach to the courses and and just just doing what he does, it, it that's what makes it signature. And I agree with that. And yeah, you know, like they even have, like, a course, like, This Little Light of Mine, I'm Gonna Make It Shine, which you're thinking, like, that's kind of lame, but, like, the songs kick ass. <laughs> like, it's, like, really good. And they even have, like, a good mix of songs that, like, some are just more kind of a little bit chiller, some have, like, a good, like, hard rock, and then some just, they just go off, you know? And I and again, you, you've, you'll probably hear me in prior episodes, you know, talk about how I like bands that... The album, it kind of goes in just so many different directions while they're still staying themselves. They're not completely deviating to what they're doing. It's just they're, they're showing you that you know, they're multifaceted here. They, they, can, they can do a little bit of everything. But yeah, I, I think you'd, the way that you described it, I, I agree 100%. But for those who don't know, with Step, uh, uh, they're I would say if they had to have had a hit, it was uh, Aquarium. That was actually the first song that I heard of. And like you, Tom, you said that you heard of these guys in 2010. Uh, A buddy of mine introduced me to these guys probably, man, I want to say like 2006 or seven, which was a damn shame because lump them in the category of one of those bands that I hear after they've already broken up. They broke up in 2004. I'm like, damn it. Like this band's awesome. Where have they been? And I I guess they were maybe just that kind of like that underground, you know, because I never heard about them until, like I said, like till years after that they broke up, but Glad to hear that they're back. I'm, I'm really excited. And from the clips, did you happen to check out the the little snippets of, of the new stuff yet?
0: No, I actually did not. That's uh that's the only thing that kind of uh sucks is that I haven't I, I come I like I completely forgot that I was actually gonna check them out later after I saw that article and everything like that on Facebook. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh shit, I gotta check this shit out. And like, ooh, I actually fucking forgot. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I've actually but I have listened to like they've done some like early demo stuff that they put on Instagram and like they've been working on this music for a long time. Like seriously, like basically right around the time that we started this, doing this podcast, because when I started up the breathing new life, Instagram, they, they were one of the bands that I like stumbled upon that finding that they had an Instagram page and they were showcasing some early new music back in the back then. So it's like, Hell yeah, man! You know, I think I actually shared one of the the links with you early on, mm-hmm. and but yeah, they, you know we follow them; they they follow us, and they honestly they are really active on Instagram, and it's awesome that they actually give us a lot of props on our uh, our page and all that stuff. So like, we definitely want to give them a huge shout out here too. And you and I are both fans of them, you know. And like Aquarium, dude, that's such a fucking bop for like a new metal song. Like it's that riff, oh, it's just fun.
1: It, that
0: riff yeah it's just fun and just like that sorry <laughs> yeah yeah and that that core, yeah that, that that chorus that he has just yeah kind of a fun swing the way he talks the way he, the way he sings that that chorus and uh, it, it's just no reason that that's really one of the biggest hits when you really listen to it just got such an enjoyable sound to it and still got some aggression and all that stuff but yep yeah plu and king of the fuss are both good song yes sir (laughs) i'm really stoked to hear what they bring what they bring out now you know see if they have see what they kept from being you know when they were younger and what they're going to bring today like are they going to really keep with that flow or what are they going to bring you know maybe you've listened to the clips what do you what do you have to think or what do you what do you have to think what do you what do you have to say about it
1: uh, you know, and and that was the exact thing that I was thinking, too, is like, OK, are they going to just kind of pick up right where they left off or are they going to kind of try things a little bit differently? I'm I'm curious. Uh, out of the two clips, there's one to where it was a little bit more just rock or um like alternative rock kind of sounding. But then again, it's just a, a snippet. I, I don't know the whole song, but then there's another one to like. Yep, we still do it heavy, and it's kind of like it's got like this pretty part, but then all of a sudden it just gets like just like this nasty riff, and they just like they they go hard at it. So I'm like, yep, they still got it. <laughs> so I I I think it might be a little bit of a mix is going to be my guess, but um, very curious. And then also too, I mean, if if the guys happen to hear this podcast and you guys are ready to debut something, please by all means like let us you know bump.
0: Yeah, reach out to us, guys.
1: Yeah yeah, we'd love to play it, love to plug it. Um, like I said, you know, we did that for Element 80. Also really excited for um Sunk Lodo. Yeah, that's the other band too that, uh, that like they're back, so it's just like, man, all, all, all the guys I like growing up, man, they're, they're, the boys are, are reforming. This is this is awesome, and you know, it's the perfect time to do it. Like we say every episode, man, new metal's coming back, and God, ah, what, what a time to be alive. <laughs> it's awesome. Absolutely yeah and then you know speaking about people coming back i don't know if you've heard this tom but uh fieldy he is not coming back to corn yet but uh he's playing again with the side project stillwell who uh that is comprised of um love the drummer from pod and uh a guy named q unique from the arsonist which i'm sorry I, i don't know who that is but um this is basically Fieldy's side project so While he's not back in corn yet, I think by him, you know, putting out a teaser, there's a new song that's coming out next month uh, from Stillwell that he's back playing. And obviously, for people that know, he had to take a hiatus to kind of get his life back in order. Uh, I believe there was some, you know, some abuse, um, substance abuse issues for him. So uh, it's it's just it's a great sign. Just him as a person, just knowing that, you know, obviously he's probably took a turn in the positive direction here. So that's good for him, and then maybe just by him starting to play back again in Stillwell means that you know not too far from now you you know if you're going to see Corn again he might be up on the stage. So I thought that was noteworthy and and really cool that uh, that he's back. And then as far as Stillwell, you know just to kind of talk just to touch on them a little bit, uh, they were formed in 2006, um, and they're kind of like one of those bands that've been like on and off ever since. I don't think because they got into arguments or anything. It's just more so. They all have their own respective bands, and you know that obviously takes priority over a side project. But it's it's not too bad. Um, it's kind of, especially with their later stuff, more just radio rock stuff. But again, good for Phil to getting back. Can't wait to see him back in Corn.
0: Corn uh, actually is kind of funny. I believe one of their latest shows actually had to do without Monkey, so I have no idea. I didn't read too much into the article. I just saw a headline saying that, you know, Korn performed, you know, without Monkey. It's kind of weird to have like, okay, you know, they're kinda of, they were kind of back together, you know, like as almost full band, you know, obviously minus Dave. But then like, okay, like Fieldy's gone and Monkey had to take, you know, off for the slash show, whatever. So mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. Um, I can say that I'm not all too familiar with Stillwell. I really I actually I don't think I was even ever familiar with them beforehand, what whatever the project was. I the only side project I ever know about Fieldy was Fieldy's dreams. And Yeah. Ooh, uh yeah, that's I, I never <laughs> that's a loaded topic there. I mean, that album and a lot of the things that, you know, he talked about what was going on with his life at that time. is just like, whoa. Uh no boy. No thank you.
1: Yeah, I remember seeing like a commercial for his album. And he was like in the back of like this pink Cadillac or something, but it had like like a jacuzzi in the back. He's with girls. And I'm like, this is different. I never got around to listening to it, but I, not only did I read that it had bad reviews, but anybody that did listen to it, they had the same reaction that you did. Like the woo, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not missing out, man.
0: <laughs> I've heard Roach Coach review the album and, you know, listening to some of those songs, even just clips of them. And- Hearing what they had to say about that album was just something else. Like,
1: yeah, pretty pretty brutal review.
0: (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. They, I mean, like he he has like a song just always um, pops up in my mind uh, as the um. Whoops, hold on a second. Did I what the hell? Um, I got a message. What the hell? Oh, I, I sent you a message. Oh, okay. Whew. Oh shit. That interrupted my my train <laughs> No, thought. it's all
1: good for me. My uh, bad dude.
0: Well, as it pertains to Feel These Dreams, and there was a song that always I always remember them talking about was this track called Childhood Vigilante. And it had nothing to do with the actual vigilanteism. It's like he was just like the song was actually like about pranks and all that stuff. So maybe he was thinking he was saying like a vandalist instead of a vigilante. I don't know. It was just really <laughs> fucked up track. He's talking about Finding a, a trash can and pissing in it till it's full and doing wow. some, and breaking into somebody's house and doing some fucked up shit. It's like, yeah, like it wasn't actual vigilanteism. Like, what do you think you're doing? I don't know. And that, that, that was just a stupid track. That, and that track always, you know, whenever I think of anything to do with like fielding outside of corn, that's one of the things that always pops in my mind is that song itself.
1: Just sounds like <laughs> a big misdemeanor. <laughs> like, that's all it sounds like to yeah. me, man. <laughs> Wow. But I also did hear that he was pretty, uh, pretty heavy. In it. I mean, which if you look at the timeline, would make sense. He's pretty heavy in the drugs, I think, around when he recorded that. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's probably high the whole time he's doing it. I mean, yeah, piss in a trash can. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Punk rock. <laughs> so, all right, man. Cool. Well, yeah. So, yeah, good topics to talk about. Plenty more stuff coming up here in the near future. But I did have a blind list, and I actually found it tonight, and I really dug it. And I think you you might you might dig these guys. Have you ever heard of the band called Sellouts?
0: I can't say I have, but yeah, I saw it's a song called "Sick," kind of a yes. unfortunately generic, you know, song title, but very you know, new metal. I mean, yeah. how many songs are pretty much like being about sick or sickness or disease or something like that? So yeah, con- common theme. Uh yeah, I'm gonna give this a listen.
1: Yeah, so alright guys, we're gonna be listening to sellout sick and we'll be right back. Does it make you sick?
0: So that was sick by sellouts, mm-hmm. and the only thing I can say about it's like they are probably one of those younger, newer metal, uh, new metalcore type bands where yeah, obviously there's that influence of new metal, but there's still a lot of modern metalcore tones and uh, structuring to their sound. Uh, that's what I got out of it you can hear like new metal influences and like some of the pinch harmonics and all that stuff during the song. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty good. You know, Um, very aggressive vocals. It was a little bit, the song song was a little bit like, they didn't have like a whole lot of variance to it. Like, you know, if they had a little bit, had to bring something just a little bit different to it. Otherwise pretty good though. Like everything sounded right. Everything sounded good. I want to, I would like to check out more from them to find out like, okay, this is just, is it just how this song sounds? What else do you bring to the 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 fold here? The the other things, like kind of the same thing where I think I kind of feel that vibe from their song too. It's like the video itself. is kind of like the same handful of scenes over and over again. I don't know, it wasn't a bad song at all. Um I just would I just would like to hear something from them where that sounded to bring a little bit something different to it. At the same time, like, cause this is like actually a pretty new song, like this lesson a year mm-hmm. old. So kind of have something in their songs that kind of stands out a little bit more. I think it's pretty good. I think they're worth checking out and, you know, want to see what else they have. Definitely. It's just that song, that particular song kind of needs, just needs something a little bit more to it. Just, just a little bit extra flavor to it. I don't know what to say.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I really think like a lot of the riffs. I mean, even just like you know, minus like, like like the pinch harmonics or anything, just just the the riffs themselves sound like very new metal, you know what I mean? It's like it, it it sounds like it's straight out of 2000, which to me, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's like, wow, you're kind of bringing it back. Um, but yeah, it, it's a three piece band, which is really, uh, really cool. You okay. don't see that a lot. Um, they're from Detroit, Michigan, three-piece group. Mm. Um, you know, and then according to their bio, uh, you know, they showcase the nostalgic sounds of the nineties, two thousands, new metal with the energy of modern metalcore and a song structure of electronic dance music. So, I mean, like you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly, yeah. I mean, like it's it's a new metal tinged a little bit with metalcore. But honestly, I don't know, man. Like just based on that song. I hear more new metal than metalcore on that. It's it's because metalcore is so technical to where this is just more like just riff driven, just like like you know just like you know simpler riffs, but like heavy. It's bouncy, and I I like his vocals, man. I, I like I like the whole like the, the the shouting chorus where it's like you know he's not screaming, he's not kind of singing. It's like that in between. I, I like when guys do that. He's got such a strong voice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, and then also too, I guess a uh, little fun fact of these guys: these guys recorded their debut EP in one of the in one of the guys uh, in their mom's attic. You know, it's just so funny. Like hearing like where people like record albums, and sometimes you hear it, like, "Man, it sounds so crisp!" Like, I wonder what studio they went to. Like, bro, that was in my mom's attic. <laughs> so I thought it was kind of cool. But um, but yeah, but these guys, uh, to give you an idea, um, obviously from from the song that we play, but. Uh, their influences, they go anywhere from like Lincoln Park, Limp Biscuit, Bring Me to the Horizon, Corn, Bad Omens. Uh, some band called Waterparks, I've never heard of them. All the other ones I have, but it kind of gives you an idea of, of, of where their influences lie. So this is a song where I'm like you, like I'm definitely curious to hear more. And I like the fact, like you were saying, this song came out, well at least the music video came out last September. So almost coming up to a year old but yeah, it, it's really going to be interesting to see what more um, tunes that we can dig out of these guys and, and see what more comes from them. But um, yeah, another good Detroit band. I mean, you have Loser and you also have Sellout. So shit, maybe I need to go see a local show out in uh, Detroit soon. Fuck, why not? <laughs> so. Yeah, so well, there you go, guys. Again, that's Sellout's sick. And um, yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for everything we have for this episode. Unless... Uh, there's anything else on your side you got
0: no uh, just like hey we are on facebook and instagram like the guys on stepa they're, they're on instagram they're very fucking active on there you know if you want to reach out to us that's you know through facebook or instagram or we do have email breathing new at gmail.com mm-hmm. and yeah anybody wants to reach out to us for anything don't be afraid to uh we do technically have a twitter but i don't like using it so it's kind of dead anyway so sorry um if, if you're looking to uh get through to us through there sorry yeah no i don't know what to say
1: Maybe respond in a year or so i don't know like maybe just...
0: <laughs> yeah maybe in a couple of months like I'll, I'll go to it and update it i really that and i'm kind of upset that we don't have the handle that i want um because somebody else parked it and like
1: yeah, bastard.
0: Yeah. yeah. I know. Twitter is just mm. kind of not my thing in the first place. Um, Instagram is Instagram's actually really good. I really like using Instagram for a lot of things, so that's actually a good place to reach out to us. There you go. Yeah, just um, anybody want to reach out to us and you know, want to share some music or any topics that we've talked about, we'd love to actually share it on the episode if you want. That's, that's fine. That'd be cool. And,
1: and and certainly recommend like newer bands, you know, like for example, like sellouts, like we're definitely always looking for new. I mean, that's, that's what we're talking about. Like we, you know, we're discovering and rediscovering old, present, new. So we want, we want all of it. So if there's any newer bands that you're like, Hey, these guys are from my area or I saw these guys, you, you gotta, you know, you gotta play them, send it our way, man. If we like it, we'll, we'll definitely give it a spin. So, but cool. All right. Well, that'll wrap up yet another episode. We'll be back soon with more. But until then, we're going to go ahead and just sign it off. And we'll see you guys next time. So thanks again for listening to Breathing New Life. And kids, remember always to
0: keep keep it. it. One, two, three. New. New. Damn it. (laughs) Close. I was not expecting you to count it off, dude. Come on now. Like, we're going to have to do do the next time. Just one, two, three, keep. One, two, three, new whatever. <laughs> I like
1: that. All right. Next all right, time all right. Right. I'm going to write that down in our notes for our script next time. All right. Everybody take care. We'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs>